This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. July 9th, 1893. James Cornish has been stabbed in Chicago. He's a 26-year-old black man, and he's been in a bar fight. He was stabbed just to the left of his sternum, and he was brought to Provident Hospital, one of the few in Chicago that would treat black people. Overnight, he lost a lot of blood, and he went into shock. In the morning, on July 10th, the attending physician decided to operate. His name was Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, Dr. Dan. He wasn't just the attending physician, he'd founded Provident Hospital two years earlier, making it the first African-American-owned and operated hospital in the country. This operation sounds normal enough to us. A man is bleeding from a wound near the heart. Let's operate. But in 1893, that was crazy talk. Open-heart surgery was considered foolish and irresponsible. But Williams tried it. With five other physicians observing, he extended the stab wound and removed a segment of cartilage from Cornish's ribcage. Then he found a laceration in the pericardium. That's the sac that contains the heart. Williams repaired the wound and sewed up his patient. A month later, James Cornish walked out of Provident Hospital. Dr. Dan Williams was sure he'd done something unprecedented, the first successful surgery on a human pericardium with the patient recovering. He searched the National Library of Medicine and found no predecessors, and in 1897 he reported his successful surgery in the medical record. For years, and sometimes still, he was known as the man who performed the first open-heart surgery. He wasn't. He was the second. A doctor in St. Louis had performed a similar surgery on a similar injury in 1891. But being second didn't mean Williams was any less a pioneer. He was a giant. Daniel Hale Williams was born in Pennsylvania. As a kid, he also lived in Baltimore, in Rockford, Illinois, and in Edgerton, Wisconsin. He was smart and a hard worker. When he was 17, he opened his own barbershop. He supported himself cutting hair and playing music in dance bands for a while in small-town Wisconsin. At 22, he apprenticed to a physician. And then, with the financial support of a former barbershop boss, he enrolled at Chicago Medical College, which is now Northwestern University's School of Medicine. Throughout the 1880s, he built a successful private practice in Chicago, treating both black and white patients. He was one of three black surgeons in the city. But like the other two, he couldn't get privileges at any hospital. He also knew young black women who couldn't get into any of the city's nursing schools, which were whites only. What Chicago needed was a hospital that treated all races, and he spearheaded the effort to found one. He led rallies and fundraisers, organized other black doctors in the city. Community members who couldn't donate money gave goods, things like laundry equipment and cloth for nurses' uniforms. Frederick Douglass pitched in. Provident Hospital and the nursing school opened their doors in 1891. 
Two years later, Williams was named chief surgeon at Freedman's Hospital in Washington, D.C. and a professor at Howard University. The hospital was under the control of the federal government, and he was forced out a few years later under a new presidential administration. He returned to Provident in Chicago, but just as a staff surgeon. His successor as chief surgeon wouldn't give way, and in fact spread rumors about Williams that torpedoed a possible relationship with Booker T. Washington and the Tuskegee Institute. Williams advocated for more black hospitals, and once they began opening all over the country, he was often invited to visit, speak, help train doctors and nurses. When Williams died in 1931 at the age of 75, the doctor and author Ulysses Daly called him a medical missionary, a veritable Moses. According to various accounts, James Cornish, the stabbing victim Williams patched up in 1893, lived for either another 20 years or another 50 years. 50 years after that surgery, during World War II, that's also about when open-heart surgery started to be taken seriously by the medical community. Provident Hospital closed in 1987, but it was reopened in 1998 as part of the Cook County Hospital System. It's now known as Provident Hospital of Cook County. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.